On today's Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we continue our beer ratings journey. We're moving on to the next pay-per-view after WrestleMania 13. We move on to In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker. It was a, it was a pretty it was a pretty decent pay-per-view. We 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 recap everything from the world of professional wrestling from this past week. We'll close the show with some more rapid fire questions. And I'm uh, I'm fully vaccinated now. And I didn't die, which I definitely thought I would. Which is cool. So, do us a favor, follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. And if you know somebody who likes wrestling or likes to throw a few beers back, tell them about the drunk dudes. Joe, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it, bud. Let's go. Welcome into Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. My name is Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And Joe, I got my second COVID shot on Wednesday, and uh, I'm not dead. Thank Damn. the fucking Lord. The, the first shot, it absolutely destroyed me. And when I got the vaccine, I was unaware that if you had COVID, which I did, I had COVID in late February, and I was unaware that there was like this like 90-day restriction or not restriction because clearly I got the shot, but there was like this 90 day thing that if you've had COVID in the last 90 days, you probably shouldn't get the shot. That's what Leslie's nurse friend Kenzie told me. And this was after I got my first shot. I got my first shot. I had, well, I had terrible symptoms when I had COVID and had my first shot. I had a worse fever, worse aches than when I did when I had COVID. So I was convinced because a lot of people say that when you get the second shot, it's the worst. It's worse that time around. I was just convinced that I was going to die. And well, I didn't. So I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. And we're glad to have you, bud. Are you sure? Some people are. Some people are. That's good. That's good. Um, so with that, I got my, I got my shot on Wednesday and it's it's Friday night now. I'm, actually, no, it's it's just just turned into Saturday morning. Technically, uh, I didn't watch any of the wrestling shows from the week until uh, Thursday, which was the day after I got my shot. So I felt like shit. I still felt like shit the day after I got my shot. I still had aches and a fever. So I pulled a pretty fraudulent move, pretty fraudulent drunk dude move, uh, and I didn't drink for. Raw, NXT, or Dynamite. So, you know, shame on me. And up until tonight, when I came over to your house, and we watched In Your House 14 and SmackDown, I hadn't drank up until then. So, 
it, it, it kind of sucked because we had a ton of finish your beers this week. Yeah, off the top of my head, we had a couple returns. Uh, some we're excited about, some we're not so excited about. Uh, what, which one was your favorite this week, Dylan? Uh, I'm honestly not excited for either of the returns. We had Angel Garza return in a backstage segment with uh, Nia Jax and I think just Nia Jax. I don't think Shayna was there. But anything that has to do with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler nowadays, uh, I'm just, I, I turn a cheek to because I just can't stand it anymore. Yeah, uh, two thumbs also, down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also had Cody Rhodes return this week. Um, he, he's a big, he's a big favorite of everyone. I'm honestly becoming not a huge fan of Cody Rhodes. Bold statement. He's, he's really just like the most egocentric person on AEW. And like, it always seems to like, when we have this, this storyline of, the nightmare family versus the factory, which is like broken off from the nightmare family, his own faction. He seems to have to put himself in the middle of the storyline. And I, I, I kind of agree that like, yeah, he should probably be in the middle of this storyline, but it's just kind of like same old, same old. He puts himself in the middle of every possible storyline that he can. There's kind of, it's just kind of getting old for me at this point. And we also had Raquel Gonzalez turn heel this week. That's that's three finisher beers right there. And, you know, fraudulent me. Uh, I'm going to take this time to apologize to the listeners, you know, just, just for being a fraud this week. I'm, I was a big fraud up until the, tonight, Friday night. And, yeah, you know what? That's it. I'm going to apologize for that. Hopefully it doesn't continue from here on out. And I'll be better. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping for for better from you, Dylan. I really am. I always am. Well, hopefully, hopefully this is a little bit better. Hopefully, hopefully that makes it a little bit better. Let's uh, let's talk about some wrestling. Let's talk about what happened in this week in wrestling. Huh? What do you think? Um. Yeah. So as always, uh, when we record on a. Friday night, Saturday morning, or somewhere around that time, based on our scheduling conflicts, uh, we're going to kick it off with SmackDown. And uh, I think we should start with the main event. Yeah, absolutely. I don't yeah. think we should go in chronological order. This is the, this main event, everyone was looking forward to it this week. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. If Daniel Bryan loses, he has to leave SmackDown quote-unquote, forever. I'm sure Daniel Bryan will show up on SmackDown at some point in the next, I don't know, 25 years. Let's just give it that. Yeah. That's definitely way less than forever. Yeah, I mean, looking back at all the people that have been kicked off SmackDown, we got Sammy Sammy Owens and Kevin... No? (laughs) Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah, there we go, bud. We uh, We got Cammy over here. Fired a couple years ago in that whole WrestleMania the, the 34 story. Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Was, was it WrestleMania 34? Yeah, def- I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wrestled that WrestleMania 34 storyline. Who included who? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. That and son of a Shane bitch. Mack. And Shane O'Mac. There was also the uh, the thing last year. Sonya Deville, right? Yeah, Sonya Deville last year. I think at SummerSlam where. 
it was like a loser leaves town match sort of thing where between her and Mandy Rose. And look who's back. Sonya Deville. She's not wrestling, but well, it's coming soon. She's she's there. Mark my words, coming soon. She's she's uh placing herself in that Charlotte storyline. We'll talk about it a little later, but yeah. She she's on her way back. Yeah. Well this this Universal Championship match. We have to start with with Roman Reigns. He has brand new theme music. And holy shit, is it awesome. You think so? I think so. It, it's got it's it's different, but it also has the the little burnout twang to it, you know, that the old shield yeah, that, and his that, his yeah, old music had. That everyone to it. loved. That, yeah, everyone loved it so much. <laughs> I, I just think because it has that little part into it, but they they tweaked it just enough to make it like original and not like because because he he was using the old Shield music still, you know, eight years later. The he, Shield, or not, no, nine he, years later, the Shield debuted in 2012, and he's still using it in 2021. He's got to get new music. Yeah, he's he's not Shield by yeah, himself. The Shield is done. The Shield's been done since 2019 when. John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose, you know, left the company and they did they did the whole Shields last ride sort of thing. So, but I I think this match was if it just had maybe one less, I wish two less commercial breaks. This match would have been an all time TV match. Well, yeah, I mean it it. It could survive by itself in a in a in a pay per view and oh for sure yeah so, but we we got it on TV for free so. yeah I mean they they had thirty five minutes we I I looked at I looked at my phone it was nine eighteen nine eighteen p.m. when Daniel Bryan was making his entrance and I even tweeted out I was like holy shit they're giving them this much time for this match it's gonna be fucking awesome well you know what. It turns out after Daniel Bryan makes his entrance, commercial break. After we come back from break, we've got uh, like a like a vignette or backstage interview about who they who this person thinks is going to win this match. Then you have Roman Reigns' entrance. Then we had like a minute of match, and we cut to commercial. And then after that, we had two more commercial breaks. Like like by the time we got to by the time we got back from that that first commercial break after the minute of action, it was already like nine thirty five, you know. So we only had twenty five minutes left in the in the program, and you you throw ten minutes of commercial in that, ten to twelve, maybe even twelve minutes of commercial in that, and most of this match ends up being commercial breaks, which is absolutely fucking criminal. They, they, I don't know. I, I feel like the commercial breaks just ruined it. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily ruined it because it's still a match that I think it you, was still good. Yeah, it was still great. And uh... <laughs> holy shit, <laughs> bud, Raven, we are trying to record. We do this every week. Can you just shut the fuck up? Just shut the fuck for up. Like maybe. An hour or two while we record. You know, I, I know that's really hard for you. Go to sleep. Raven, it's past midnight. 
Yeah, Raven, it's it's literally 12.15, as she almost trips over my power cord for my laptop. Well, anyways, <laughs> the night started. At, you know what? Let's move, let's move on from the main event. It was, it was still a hell of a match. Roman Reigns ends up picking up the win. Obviously, we all knew this was going to happen. I'm assuming Daniel Bryan, this whole this whole storyline where he has to leave SmackDown forever is going to just end up with him going to Raw. It, it almost has to. We, we all knew that Roman Reigns was going to retain here. Roman Reigns is, is going to hold on to this championship. As far as I can tell, forever. I don't know who's going to dethrone him at this point. They don't really have anyone to dethrone him at this point. But we 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 started SmackDown with a mixed uh, six-person tag team match between Bianca Belair and the Street Profits against Bailey, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Do you mean the Dirty Dogs? The Dirty Dogs, as so dirty as pretty much WWE says, but Pat McAfee says it well. He's a, the Dirty the Dirty Dogs. But uh, the only thing I wanted out of this match was a hair whip. I, I even said it when we were watching. I was like, I want one of the guys to get whipped by Bianca's hair. It ended up happening. She whips Bobby Roode or Robert Roode. Yeah, Mi- yeah. Mr. Roode. Put some spec on that name. Yeah. yeah. I apologize, Mr. Roode. Uh, whips Mr. Roode with her hair. My God, he sold it like a champ. And the only thing I wish is that it was louder because the one at WrestleMania that she hit Sasha Banks with sounded like a fucking gunshot. And I think you called it the whip whip, whip her around the world. Yeah, pretty much. And I just wish that like she kind of she kind of set the standard with that. And that's what I want all of her hair whips from now on to sound like and you know we just didn't get that here but you know what i'm fine with it one of them got whipped with the hair and it's fine but uh the the faces end up get end up picking up the win here bel-air and the street prophets montez ford and angelo dawkins they end up picking up the win here and it looks like it's going to be at wrestlemania backlash well we already have bianca Belair versus bailey at WrestleMania Backlash, it looks like they're probably also going to book a match between uh, the 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 Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Mister Roode, against the Street Profits for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I'm looking forward to that. They they pretty much always put on a good match between between those two teams. So I don't I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be good when we get to the pay per view. So yeah, I I feel like that'll be pretty good. We uh, we move on. Pretty much the next major thing. I wouldn't call it major because I just want to get this out of the way now. Because the next thing, the next thing that happened on SmackDown was with the women's tag team championships. Not on the line here, but the champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, were once again in a tag team match that I one hundred and fucking not even a hundred a thousand percent did not give a flying fuck about i am just sick of everything that has to do with them and the women's tag team division yeah 
I'm not sick of everything that has that's going on in the women's tag team division, but any storyline surrounding Tamina and Natalia, I say Tamina and Natalia, but what I meant was Jackson Baszler, Freudian slip because I'm also sick of Tamina and Natalia as a tag team or as single stars. I'm done. I mean, Tamina de- delivered one of the worst frog splashes or super fly splashes that I've think i've ever seen yeah that was bad it was it was a botch and a half dude uh and i i i wish i wish i had fallen asleep during that match honestly the thing is we we see nia jackson Shayna baszler on raw and smackdown every week which we get kind of numb to it they're just so fucking boring and they keep on losing they're the women's tag team champions but they keep on fucking losing. Like, WWE just needs to build up a women's tag team division. They need to make actual women's tag teams like they had with the Iconics, but they fucking cut those girls. The only legitimate tag team they have in the women's tag division is the Riot Squad, I'm pretty sure. And, like, they're not even in the picture. And your champions, Jackson Baszler, they just make them keep on losing. And they're the champions. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yep, so uh, so I think that's the last we'll talk about that. And hopefully the last we'll see on that. I know it's not going to be, but... Oh, definitely not the last we're going to see of that. They have to lose <laughs> the championships at some point, And I don't see any formidable challengers in the near future. Obviously, Tamina and Natalia beat them on tonight, but I don't think they're they're going to be the ones that dethrone them. Yeah, the the biggest we could hope for is the sexy muscle girls, uh, as Asuka so delicately puts it. Uh, is that Mandy and Dana? Yeah, it's Mandy and Dana. The sexy muscle girls. Yeah, Asuka, Asuka was on commentary a couple months ago at this point, and she dropped that, and I was like, Good one, Asuka. I like that. If they could just give them names, that'd be cool. Yeah, instead of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. If they just gave these tag teams names, I would think they were tag teams. Yeah, like uh, it was my same uh, same complaint with with Robert and Dolph a couple months ago, but now they're the Dirty Dogs. Yeah, I mean they're not. When they come out to the ring, they're still introduced as Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, but like we all know. Those are the dirty dogs. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they, I mean, they even got they even got team music now. So, so and yeah. jackets. Did mm-hmm. you see the jackets? Oh, I saw the jackets. Yeah, yeah, they got some. They got some nice leather jackets. Uh, I think the only other thing we had to talk about with SmackDown here is the Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah, the the, the entire Intercontinental Championship picture, honestly, is continuing to build mostly around Apollo Cruz and Big E. But we got some cami in there as well. Yeah, I'm excited for this. We had well, we had a match tonight: Apollo Cruz versus Big E in a WrestleMania rematch. They've been doing a bunch of WrestleMania rematches. I don't know why, because we have WrestleMania Backlash coming up. I guess it's because they actually don't want the WrestleMania Backlash card to be the same exact card, which I can applaud. Thank you very much for for not doing that. I would have hated that, but. 
where it looks like so so we had we had Apollo Cruz versus Big E. Cruz ends up getting disqualified after his 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 goon Commander Aziz interferes in the match. And then after the match, we have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn getting involved. Kevin Owens get in there uh, on on Big E's behalf. And then when uh, Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz kind of pick it back up, here comes Sami Zayn with a haluva kick. Kicks Kevin Owens right in the mouth. And it looks like we're on our way to a little four, fatal four-way match. Yeah. Uh yeah, could definitely be a fatal four way match, and I, I, I don't really know who comes out on top there. I guess it all depends on WWE booking, but I think it could be a good little match. Yeah, I mean, we're not doing predictions yet. That'll that'll happen here in a few weeks, but I do think I I I, I think and I hope that Cruz will come out on top there because. He, he kind of needs like a legitimate reign. Otherwise, he's just going to be buried like he was before all of this was going on. So, yeah. Hopefully and uh, that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a, almost all of what we have to talk about with uh, SmackDown. But before we move on, Dylan Alistair Black. Ooh. Alistair Black cut another little, had, had another little vignette. I'm he still hasn't he still hasn't made his return. So I still haven't I still haven't finished my beer for that when when he does make his entrance. When I when I hear that entrance music once again, that wonderful entrance music. I'm going to I'm going to finish my beer for that. And I really hope that they don't thrust him into the Intercontinental Championship title picture i really hope that he gets thrust in the universal championship picture it sounds like he's going to be a heel so i don't know how that's going to work with roman being the champ so we'll, we'll we'll see about that maybe maybe like he gets thrown into a feud like a random feud before then with some other face some other good guy and then after that maybe I don't know. Universal Championship. I just, you know, want to wait and see. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I think the worst thing that WWE could do with uh, with Alistair would be to continue his feud with Kevin Owens from before. Or put him in a tag team. Unless it's with Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I don't want him to go to a tag team, but I, I never got to live the full extent of that tag team. So, if it happened, I wouldn't be too upset. Well, let's move on to what is the, I don't know, should I say the worst part of my week? It's Monday nights. It's Monday Night Raw. I did say that I watched Monday, Monday Night Raw, NXT, and Dynamite all on recording. I watched them all on Thursday. That is true. So, Monday wasn't terrible for me. But you know what? The beginning of my Thursday was awful. I'm pretty much at my breaking point with Monday Night Raw. It's it's just been so disappointing since WrestleMania. It was disappointing before that. But th- there's pretty much nothing to look forward to on the show. Yeah, I mean, we got we got Bobby Lashley and MVP kind of holding holding Monday Night Raw down and well, we have I mean even like before this week they finally Bobby Lashley finally showed face this week. But like, 
He's your WWE champion. Where the fuck was he before this week? I don't know. He's the WWE champion. Where the hell has he been this whole time? Where we're, of our... Yeah. We're, yeah. we're literally building toward the end of WrestleMania month here. And the WWE champion is nowhere to be found up until this past Monday. We had two... Yeah, two whole weeks without him. Yeah. And it's just kind of ridiculous. And then, like... Because he's not there, we keep getting this Drew McIntyre versus the old Retribution members, Mason T-Bar. Which, I don't fucking want to see that. Yeah, ever. I mean, yeah. I don't want to see it at all. We're so sick of Shane Thorne. You know? Yeah, Shane Thorne, yeah. <laughs> totally. The, the crazy thing is, like, I could get the commentary team being, like, not knowing that... I don't know which one is which. I think T-Bar is Dijakovic and Mace is Dio Madden. But I think I, I could understand the, the commentary team not knowing that T-Bar is Dominic Dijakovic. But Mace, but them not knowing that Mace is Dio Madden is just ridiculous. Like if anything, like Byron Saxton, when when Mace gets unmasked the the, the week prior, it's like you have to be like, my God, that's I don't know why I'm doing my JR voice, but like, it's exactly what, what Byron sounds like. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> my my God, that's that's Dio Madden, the guy that got F five through our announce table, literally less than a year ago. But you know what? It Byron Saxton just has the worst memory ever, I guess. Yeah. So, but not know. the worst uh, commentary skill. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The the new guy, we'll get to we'll get to Adnan Verk. They it literally in this match like they they started the show. It was supposed to be Mason T Bar versus Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. They did this little thing uh, after Mason T Bar entered, where McIntyre and Strowman were just kind of like yelling at each other backstage, and Strowman's like, "I'll show you how it's done," and he goes out and. He's like, I'll do it in a handicap match. Well, that ends up not working at all. So, Drew McIntyre ends up coming down to help him out for some reason. I don't know why, because they don't really like each other. So, I don't, I don't get why that would happen. Even, and then they end up turning that into a tag team match. Strowman and Ma- like they, ended, they end up turning it into the advertised tag team match. During this match... This is where I want to get to Adnan Verk. He ends up being like during this match when like you know, when Strowman does his like little bring around the rosy thing and fucking choo choo run yeah we'll call it runs train around the around the the Strowman Express we'll, we'll call it yeah I think that's what they call it where he just like runs through people outside of the ring. Adnan Verk is like, we're gonna need a bigger boat. I'm sorry, what the fuck? That makes zero sense. Yeah, I like Jaws as much as the rest of them, but uh, <laughs> but thanks, Adnan. I, I said I'd give Adnan Verk a while to come around. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm retracting the shit out of that statement. Uh, I don't like him anymore, but in all seriousness... Like he he's literally he's just not ready for the spot that WWE put him in. Yeah. I'm sorry, bud, but uh you're on a you're on a short list of 
raw commentators that I just can't stand. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're ready for Samoa Joe back. Yeah, I really want Samoa Joe back. I would love Corey Graves, Byron Saxton, and Samoa Joe. Please give it to me. I know they need a quote-unquote play-by-play guy. And if you had Graves, Joe, and Saxton all there, that would be all technically, technically that would be all color commentators, people that have wrestled before. But still, Joe, Samoa Joe would do a way better job than Adnan Verk. I, I'm just I'm already ready to get rid of him. But this whole tag team match ends up I, I honestly forget what happened because I cared very, very little about it. But I do remember that it ended up turning into Strowman versus McIntyre at the end of the night in the main event. So if if Strowman had won, he would get added to the Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre match at WrestleMania Backlash. And what do you know? Braun Strowman won because somebody has to get pinned at that match. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, uh, I went into this week saying there's no chance, no chance in hell that Bobby Lashley gets the title taken off of him. And then I thought it's uh, it's 50-50 now between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. You really think so? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually 50-50. Uh, there could be a, some other number breakdown, but honestly, if they're they're trying to protect, their I think t- they're trying to protect McIntyre here. I think they're trying to protect both of them. Um, so I I I don't really know what's going on anymore, but I know that Strowman eats the pin at Backlash. Oh, for sure, for sure. We also had some silliness between the New Day, Damian Priest, and. Miz, John Morrison, Elias, and Jackson Riker, where Priest and the New Day just, you know, uh, the the other guys, the, the heels are in the ring, and then uh, the New Day and Priest, uh, Xavier Woods brings down this guitar case where they had been teasing in the, in the past weeks where Woods would bring down this guitar, this electric guitar, and kind of play Elias off the stage or out of the ring. Well, this week it was filled with tomatoes, and they threw tomatoes at them. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's... uh, Even more dumb shit. It was pretty silly, and if anything, it put in my my heart more than anything that they have to get John Morrison away from The Miz. You know, you have John Morrison, a former multi-company champ that... Gets left out of a six-man tag team match for Jackson Riker and Elias. And I love Elias. I lo- I kind of like The Miz as a friend. Um, <laughs> but Jackson Riker, you mean nothing to me. For real, though. Yeah. And John Morrison took the backseat for that. And I I have no idea. I just know that, that John Morrison needs to separate himself from The Miz if he's ever going to shine. Yeah. Well, let's let's get on from that. Let's move on to the unexpected bright spot, in my opinion, of Monday Night Raw. RK Bro. Holy shit. <laughs> I I did not think that this week after after Riddle beat Randy Orton last week that they would actually go forward with this. 
Riddle and Randy Orton are now teaming up together. And mm-hmm. they're they're back and forth backstage is just absolutely hilarious. Like Orton telling Riddle, like, there's nothing there's nothing that we have in common, and Riddle being like, We're both from Earth. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh yeah, that's that's actually very true, hopefully. And uh like Riddle telling Orton that like we can get matching snakeskin speedos, bro. And I just thought it was so fucking funny. Like, those two have insane backstage chemistry together. Like, it's insane. Like, and I want this team to have the type of, like, the type of fun that New Day had together. I think that would be crazy fun. And right now, it it looks like right now the storyline is Riddle just, is just playing, like, fanboy to Orton. But eventually, I, I really hope we get to the point where they're kind of just goofing around like the New Day did. But I know Randy Orton's probably not going to be, be doing that. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so I think that's all, all we really have to talk about Raw. Uh, we're hoping for some big pickups in the future and coming weeks. And uh, that brings us to NXT, which uh, really never disappoints. I honestly thought this this week's NXT was kind of like meh. I don't know about meh. You know, I thought that that first off first match of the night kind of kind of kicked off really well. Mercedes Martinez versus Dakota Kai. I it, think that both women really develop or not develop, but uh, delivered there. And yeah, yeah, there was there was a huge thing here. Like after the match, so. Uh, it was kind of basically setting up the fact that Mercedes Martinez was going to be the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. And Raquel Gonzalez was ringside, obviously, with Dakota Kai. And Mercedes Martinez ends up picking up the win. But, or no, no it was via disqualification. Disqualification, yeah. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez ends up coming in, starts beating the shit out of Mercedes Martinez. And then continues to beat the hell out of her outside of the ring and basically goes full on heel turn on her. And that was just kind of odd to me because I thought, you know, after we saw NXT TakeOver, I thought that Raquel Gonzalez was about to, was going to be a face champion. And it turns out, at least here, that that's not going to be the case. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's what they're showing us right now. Uh, odd choice with Mercedes or not Mercedes, uh, with Martinez being the the face in this in this feud. But I guess like anything, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually Martinez is a is a heel, but yeah, like you said, it looks like this. Like like we said, this looks like this is not going to be the case. Uh, we also had Bronson Reed. He became the number one contender this week to Johnny Gargano's NXT North American Championship by defeating Austin Theory. Last week, Austin Theory basically put himself in the match by he booked it with William Regal, the general, NXT general manager, by saying like he's got Bronson Reed's number and that this match will be for Bronson Reed's number one contendership. And wouldn't you know, Bronson Reed ends up picking up the win. But there was a bunch of shit that happened here. There was there was uh there was some 
Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis stuff going on here, which, you know, is obviously the best love, love story that WWE or NXT or probably any wrestling show has put on in the last, I don't know, 10 years. So, yeah, I'm completely in love with that storyline. Yeah, we're in love with Index over here. We're uh, we're really hoping for these two crazy kids to pull out on top. Yeah, Index is the couple name, and there there's there's no possible way that it doesn't work out. Hopefully, yeah, they're 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 really shooting for the moon here. So on on this, I uh, I took a note. You know, I was a little bit tipsy on Tuesday night when NXT mm-hmm. was was airing, and. I, I started thinking about Austin Theory in general, right? Austin Theory, when he signed with, with NXT, was kind of the next big thing. They quickly moved him off NXT, up with Seth Rollins, and then back to NXT, and he was still supposed to be this next big thing. And now he's uh, he's kind of kind of a goof, you know? He's playing that, that goofy role to Johnny Gargano. So with that being said, Dylan, Austin Theory, buy or sell? Whoa. This one really separates the men from the boys. Um, I'm going to buy, but that's only because he's got... He, he's pretty young. I don't know exactly how old he is. He's probably like 23. I think he was 22 when he signed with the company. Pretty sure he's in his 20s. Let's just, let's just say that at, at the very least. He's in his 20s, so he's got tons of time to become a star in... At the very least, NXT, and at the height of which I think he can do in WWE on Raw or SmackDown. So I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Austin Theory. Uh, I for for now, actually, you know what? I'm not even. I'll, I'll just I'll just say I'm gonna buy him. I think no matter how it ends up with him and the way he'll end up he'll end up doing good things. Yeah, I think he definitely could. Um, but as of right now, Austin Theory can uh, can take a step up. You know, I think that that his role right now is is that that comic relief, and I think that his character overall is not a comic relief. You know. So, yeah, for sure. So the, yeah. they uh, NXT also teased a a breakup between a beloved tag team. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. I was very happy that they didn't roll forward with this. Uh, they they teased it, saying like Drake Maverick was. Uh, they they had a match against Imperium, and Drake Maverick was all paranoid, thinking that uh, Killian Dane was going to side with Imperium because he had previously been in sanity with Alexander Wolf, and it ended up not being the case. Thank God. I, because I mean, if they end up breaking up Killian Dade and Drake Maverick, for one, that's just a loss of a good tag team in my opinion. And then all of a sudden, and then also like, that's just enough. Like those are two guys that if they're not in this tag team, they're gonna fall down the card. Like yeah, they, like they were before they were part of this team. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, they're not the obviously not the number one tag team on the brand, but they are a good story, and they play well with each other so yeah and they have great entrance music yeah yeah i i know i always sing along <laughs> i don't know the words but 
if there is words. But we we then move on to the main event. We had a six-man tag team match. Legato del Fantasma versus MSK and Kushida, a.k.a. MS Kushida. And uh, that's what the K stands for. Allegedly. Saying that, saying that for legal purposes. But was, this was definitely match of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, n- no contest. The thing I was surprised about here was that Legato del Fantasma picked up the win. Yeah, I said I said last week during the pod that uh, the faces were going to take it. You know, you had all three champions on that team. And, uh, you know, now I just look like a big loser. But, uh, but yeah, Legato took the win. Both teams looked incredible. And, uh, you know, they had that great picture, perfect moment at the end where Legato was holding MS Kushida's championships up. Maybe foreshadowing something, but probably not. Probably not. Yeah, maybe maybe one of the teams eventually, or like two to one, one to two of the members of that Legato get another shot at the championship, but I don't think that we're going, they're going to be draped in gold in any way, you know? No, I don't. I don't think any of them will, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I think that MSK is is too new to the brand. That uh, I think all of them are too new into their title reigns that they're gonna drop it anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, people the the people love Kushida. Yeah, at least uh, I'm assuming that especially based, the virtual people. Yeah, based on my love for Kushida, I'm assuming the rest of the people love Kushida. So yeah, I don't. Sure. I don't think he drops the title anytime soon. Yeah, and I don't think MSK in their in their uh, real real fresh time in NXT are going to drop those titles anytime soon. So De- definitely. Well, we move on. We have AEW Dynamite, and uh, let's start from the top here. I'm I'm not a huge fan of how Hangman Page lost. Yeah, he was he was on this big run. He was number one in the rankings. He took on Brian Cage this week, and he took an L. And don't get me wrong, Brian Cage is awesome, and he's a force to be reckoned with, but Page has just been on such a roll, and I want to see him versus Kenny Omega for the AEW championship. Yeah, I think that this uh, this probably definitely... Probably definitely. Uh, this uh, definitely hurt Hangman Page's image. You know, he really has been on that role and established himself as the number one contender and taking losses during non-title nothing matches is going to hurt his image, especially if they're trying to build him up against Kenny. So not a fan of the booking there. Uh, all in all, uh, pretty good match. But uh, Yeah, I mean, he's almost certainly not going to be the number one contender now. It looks like it's actually going to be Orange Cassidy. Whoa. Uh, but it, it, it just makes it seem like we're going to have to wait even longer for the long-awaited Omega and Page match, which I kind of think, you know, if you've been if you've been looking, if you've been reading between the lines, you've been looking at the news, I think it actually could work out for the best. It looks like that most of the country is going to reopen by July 1st. And... AEW All Out, their next pay-per-view after Double or Nothing is in August. So, I mean, it only makes sense that they're going to book the match. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page at All Out uh, in in August so that AEW can have a sellout crowd. 
for that, for what is hopefully Hangman Page's crowning moment. That's, yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been in the work since the, the founding of AEW. So Pretty much. I mean, I mean, yeah, the, the inaugural championship. I, did I say it right that time, Dill? I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm not going to say. Are you talking any... about inaugural or championship? Inaugural. I think you said that right. Nice. That's two for two tonight. Yeah, I, I I've had difficulty with that word in the past, but yeah, uh, you know, since the 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 crowning of the AEW championship, Hangman Adam Page has has been in in that those talks, and he's never never achieved that. So against his former friend, I think would would be really. A really cool moment so it would be amazing yeah we uh, we then had uh number two ranked orange cat at the time number two ranked orange cassidy he faced uh penta el cerro miedo and like we said with page's loss i can only assume that cassidy takes on the number one the number one ranking here probably is going to take on omega for the championship at Delaware or nothing like i don't i don't know that's kind of an odd matchup but you know what it'll be if that's the matchup they go with it'll at least be fun so i'm going to be honest with you here i uh you don't like orange cassidy i'm not a big orange cassidy fan yeah i i he just doesn't do it for me you know he's he's fine i understand why people are behind orange cassidy he just doesn't do it for me you know, I, I don't like the gimmick. And, yeah, I just don't like it. I thought I might have liked it, but I've seen it for long enough now. Uh, I'm, I'm just not a fan. But I do have a question on uh, about Orange Cassidy. Uh, full disclosure here, before, before we started doing this pay-per-view, I watched AEW from time to time, but I wasn't a weekly watcher. Uh, now, now that we are, I'm trying to do my due diligence and watching every week. But this is the first week I've noticed Orange Cassidy's new music. Oh yeah, they've had that for about a month now. Really? Okay. Yeah, I forget what the song is. It's but... uh, it's it's the Pixies. It's yeah, uh, the Pixies. Yeah, the yeah, they bought the rights to that about hmm. a month ago. Yeah. Okay. So uh, everyone in the best friends comes out to that now. Huh. It's like if you saw later in the night, Chris Statlander also come came out too. That song. Yep. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of the name of the song now. Uh, from Fight Club. But we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, nobody talks about that. Yeah, no one talks about that. We uh, we also had the Blood and Guts parlay. When they announced the parlay, I couldn't help but think of gambling. And, well, you know what? This had nothing to do with gambling, so... Usually a parlay has something to do with uh, adding up multiple bets and you have to win all of them to win a fuck ton of money. But you know what? This just had to do with who was going to win the advantage in the Blood and Guts match next week between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. This was basically like just a ton of promos for all the guys that are in the match. Sammy Guevara, he cut a pretty heartfelt determined promo pretty much told pinnacle that it doesn't matter who has the advantage that the inner circle will win so he basically just gave them the advantage yeah and they they ended up going over the match rules it's going to be five on five two rings put together surrounded by a giant cage 
The match starts as a singles match, one-on-one, and that goes for five minutes. And then every two minutes from there on out, someone from one of the teams will enter. And then they like basically alternate teams every every time the two minutes goes by, someone new will enter. So where the advantage will come in is that the first person that will enter each, uh, basically each round of that is, is going to be from the pinnacle. So they're, they're basically going to have a, the numbers advantage for most of the match until all 10 men have entered the match. Yeah, which we, we've seen in war games uh, plenty of times. Yeah, usually, but... the, usually the team that has advantage, though, loses the match. And I'm fully convinced, I'm pretty sure that the Pinnacle is going to win this match. Oh, you think Pineapple's winning? Yeah. Well, I said Pinnacle. You said Pineapple. Rice is rice, same is same, but can't say rice is rice. Yeah, I can. All right, right. Well, the the whole the whole basis of rice is rice is is joking. It's in a it's in a stand up. Yeah, but he's talking about how his dad is racist. What? Yeah, the stand up. He's uh he, he's like uh <laughs> he's like uh yeah you know my mom was, was my mom was Filipino uh and my dad was white so obviously he was in the military. <laughs> uh and uh he, then he goes on to talk about how his 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 dad was racist right and uh you know his mom was filipino and he's like you know oh yeah can you make some of that chinese food and he's and she's he's like, like my mom is filipino and he goes yeah whatever rice is rice yeah <laughs> so you can't say rice is rice <laughs> well you know what i said it and uh i guess we'll move on yeah um shit <laughs> sorry everyone um <laughs> you just you've been using that like <laughs> been using, in, in common I, language just i've not. been using rice rice religiously and just like forgetting where it came from yeah. for so long thanks joe coy for that <laughs> yeah, i appreciate it joe coy and uh you know what that was the special that he did in hawaii too i'm pretty sure was it at the theater down there on Oh, uh, the uh, not Aloha, but the, the, the street shell? you used to live on. No, the that street I... the street next to the street you used to live on in your apartment. What's that street? Where Wait, um, the, what's the what's the what's the bar that we used to go to that had the pool table and the pizzas? Royal? No, not oh, Royal. Proof? Proof? What, what street was that on? King? Oh no, uh, that, that wasn't really close to King. That was that was right off Nuanu. Nuanu, yeah. There was oh, was the yeah the Hawaii, the Hawaii theater? Yeah. Oh, that's where he did that. That's where he did that show. I thought he did it uh, out uh, at uh, the Bursales or not Bursales, uh Balisades. Uh, no, the, right by where Adam and Adam lived. Oh, um, Kailua. No, I oh, no not Kailua, Kailua with Adam. Um, uh fuck <laughs> it's it's literally been less than a year since i've lived in hawaii and i've already where forgotten we go and fucking watch it. wrestling oh um shit what's that fucking place called yeah the something something center all right now i have to look it up um Alamoana center hold on walmart is near there safeway it was like right near here safeway the Safeway by my apartment? Uh, I think so. Down Veritania. Right? Right? Like, there's that 7-Eleven I used to walk Adam to. 
I'm looking at a map right now, and this is just not working. I was the Blaisdell Center. Yeah, yeah. The Blaisdell. That's where we saw uh, a couple WWE live events. You yeah. know when they came I out there. Close. When I they came out there once every other year. Yeah, I said Balisades. Like, uh, <laughs> Bal- Yeah, you saying Balisades like really threw me. The yeah, fuck it was Blaisdale. Like, Who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Palisades is a uh, uh, place in New Jersey. I'm well, that sure. was quite the tangent. Yeah, big old tangent there. Um, let's see. Oh, well, we were talking about the the blood and guts match. There was another thing that they mentioned. Well, at least they being the... <laughs> I just can't believe we got there from Rice's Rice. <laughs> the ri- Rice's Rice turned to do... What the fuck was that place called? Oh, yeah, the Blaisdale Center. Um, another thing that was mentioned multiple times by the Inner Circle was that the Pinnacle would have to kill them to win this match, which foreshadowing makes me think that somebody's probably gonna die you think someone's actually not actually die like time of death is time of death is next wednesday chris jericho's gonna die if anything yeah i mean fozzy hasn't been on a tour in a long time it could be jericho I just think that somebody from the inner circle it's probably going to be sammy guevara because he takes crazy bumps uh Somebody's gonna take a crazy fucking bump at some point. That's all I. That, that's that's my prediction, and it's gonna look like they die. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna sleep on this match. As you yawn, I'm definitely not going to sleep on this match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it it definitely has the potential to be the best war games match we've seen. Sorry, blood and guts. Oh my well, god! Well, it's definitely going to be the best blood and guts match we've seen. Yeah, it'll be one hope, of one. Oh, but I hope we don't get sued. <laughs> Fingers crossed. What else did we have? We had we had John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They kind of continued their feud with the Elite. Yeah, and they got themselves a match. They set up a tag team match next week between them and uh, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> they basically uh, they kind of chickened Omega. And and basically, kind of chicken Don Callis into booking the match for them. Yeah, yeah. Was, they put him in a chair. They put his arm in a chair. His leg in a chair. Yeah, yeah. His leg in a chair. And I uh, I think we're ultimately heading for Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks. For where the is my mind? That's the song by the Pixies. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Segway Sorry, we got there. <laughs> yeah, and then back to that. I think we're gonna. Get... Damn it! Fuck! Fuck Joe! You just threw me off. You throw <laughs> me off all the time. And we get back into it. Uh, deep breaths. Deep breaths. John Mox. I think we're heading towards John Moxley versus, and Kingston. Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks at double or nothing for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Which I think could be a really good match. I think they could take Most it. Most of John Moxley's matches, however, in AEW, I think have been... Yeah. Like... Especially the ones that are overhyped, you know, like that barbed wire death match. Yeah. They've, um, been, uh, they've been not so hype. But that leads you to think, bud. If if most of Dean Ambrose's matches were meh, and most of John Moxley's matches are meh, is John Moxley just a character? 
or is he a is he a great wrestler? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I like I I don't know I don't know what else to say. Is like I got real real hype for John Moxley, and I and I find myself getting hyped about yeah, John Moxley. I, like I always get hyped for his matches. I don't know what it is like. And they've even they've even set up this match in two weeks between him and uh, Yuji Nagata from New Japan for the IWGP United States Championship that Moxley still holds. And I mean, I mean, I'm going to be hyped for that as well. Yeah, I it's, uh, I mean, just just New Japan coming over to AEW again. I, you know, it's it's worth it. It's worth the hype on its own. The 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 cross brand that AEW does with other major wrestling companies is is impressive and it's exciting every time. So yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that a little bit later when we get in the rapid fire there. Uh, Cody Cody Rhodes made his return this week after a trios match between the Nightmare Family and his former friends, the Factory, who were former uh, Nightmare Family members. And kind of did his usual, everything is about me, good guy shtick, and kind of overshadowed the whole match that has just taken place. So uh, I think we kind of we kind of talked about this earlier off 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 the air, and it, I'm not I'm not a big Cody Rhodes fan anymore. Uh, I think like you know, he's just he's just an egomaniac at this point for me. Yeah, I think that Cody delivers. He delivers great matches. That's all. He like. delivers great matches. Uh, delivers pretty great promos. But I think his even his his ego shines through even in his promos and his wrestling booking. You know, I thought I thought a while back it was pretty cool that he took himself out of the AEW Championship picture way earlier or way early in the company's uh, making. But he still continues to put himself in front of a lot of people. And I think that AEW is a lot about building new stars, and I don't think Cody is good for that goal. Yeah. We then move on to the main event of AEW Dynamite. Darby Allen taking on number 10 from the Dark Order, Preston Vance, for the TNT Championship, which this was Darby Allen's fifth straight week defending the TNT Championship on. AEW Dynamite, and Allen picked up the win. It was a great match. They showed respect for each other after the match with a nice little handshake, and then Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky end up coming in, kind of wrecking house after the match, and it looks like one of those two guys are probably going to be Allen's opponent at Dull or Nothing. That's that's my prediction. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that pretty much closes out, uh, AEW Dynamite for the week. So, uh, here's, here's something that I thought that we should do last couple weeks. What is your match of the week? Whoa. Match of the week. All right. Let me scroll back. I I have to scroll back. I know what it would have been two weeks ago. It would have been that Young Bucks match. Hmm. Definitely not going to come from Monday Night Raw. I mean... I'm scrolling back now, and I'm seeing Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, and it kind of makes sense that it's that. And, yeah, it has to be Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. It has to be. 
Uh, it really can't be anything else. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely delivered. They put the, as we talked about, they put their commercial breaks in in weird spots. So I'm uh I'm gonna go ahead and put my put myself with uh, MS Kushida and Legato. I think that that match was everything that match needed to be. You know, we 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 had those young stars uh, doing everything that they needed to do to establish themselves, and yeah, I'm uh I'm going with MS Kushida and Legato. Legato. You know what? I'm I'm glad you said that. I'm glad we had a uh, a little, you know differing opinions there that's that's a good way to start that new segment there if if we had if we had said the same thing you know it would have been a terrible start that, you know? <laughs> good good idea there bud um you know what let's move on to the second installment of our beer ratings this week we have in your house 14 revenge of the taker Let's do it. So, next up in our beer ratings journey comes In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker. This event took place on 420, blaze it, 1997, Rochester, New York. We had 11,477 people through the door, and we had an eight-beer pay-per-view here, and... And that's if you're playing the drinking game with us. So let's get on with the matches. We first had... Actually, you know what? I want to clear up one thing real quick. Because last week we had a three-quarter of a beer match between... I think it was the Rocky Maivia and Sultan match. So the Rock versus Rikishi match. Oh, yeah. And after the match, I had mentioned that there was also a three-quarters of a beer drank after the match. So... When we talk about that, I'm just going to clear up now that that match has now been moved to a one and a half beer match. I'm now going to start including any like post-match antics that happen in the match or outside of the match before or after. That's going to count toward the match's beer ratings because you know what? It has something to do with the match. So WrestleMania 13 Rocky Maivia versus the Sultan is now a one and a half beer match. Which makes our lowest match beer rating to date the Triple H Gold Dust match at one and a quarter beers. But that also moves WrestleMania 13 up 14? 13. Yeah, it moves it up to like a 14 and three quarter beer card. Yeah, it was a 14 uh, beer card and now it's 14 and three quarter, I guess. Yeah, so the, good, for, good the, for WrestleMania 13. Yeah, the bar's, uh, the bar's been set a little higher. Uh, but yeah, as we talked about, uh, this was an eight beer pay-per-view, so not really meeting that WrestleMania level. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't in your house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into this. Uh, we already kind of introduced the first match, or we started introducing it. We had Legion of Doom and Owen Hart, or versus Owen Hart and the British Bulldogs. Legion of Doom comes out on top there. And I just want to say that if there's... If this was right after WrestleMania 13, if if I had to rename this pay per view or we had to rename this pay per view by today's standards, this would probably be the WrestleMania backlash. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we had 
a couple of WrestleMania rematches here. Yeah, I mean... Uh, at just, least two. I mean, we only had five matches on the card, at least that were televised. There was a bunch of dark matches here, but... Yeah, just, just this, looking at it... This and then Austin and Hart was, were both uh, WrestleMania rematches, which is 40% of the card at that point, and... Yeah, it looks like there was a dark match of uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Goldust. Yeah, they also had that. Yeah, so... Um, I mean... This opening match ends up getting a beer and a half. It's a pretty good opener. Uh, we we ended up, as we always do, looking for who who in the, especially in these old pay per views, who's dead in this match. And uh, well, everyone, yeah, <laughs> every, every damn one of them. Everyone was dead in this match. Uh, I'm pretty sure if Hawk or Animal aren't dead. And you're listening. I apologize. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're both dead. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm pretty positive that, that both of them are dead now. I, I'm pretty, pretty sure... Pretty certain that the British Bulldog and Owen Hart are dead. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Rest, rest in peace. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Hawk's been dead for a couple of years and Animal died uh, pretty recently, actually. I, we could look that up. But. I'm going to feel really bad when I look this up after we're done recording and like they're both still alive. No, or, the Road Warriors are dead, man. I remember. Or like one of them's still alive and they're also a loyal listener of the show. That would be fucking horrendous for us. On top of like, with that on top of the Rice is Rice thing. Like <laughs> this, we're, yeah, we're canceled. We're done for. Uh, just, just, uh, just to follow up. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk died from a heart attack in 2003 at the age of 46, RIP, and Animal died in 2020. Uh, oh, we so, so close. Yeah, so so we're good to go. Well, I, let's not call it good to go. I mean, we, I feel like we got kind of lucky there. No, no, I, I, I remembered, I remembered uh, Animal dying recently, and I remembered a post specifically that... Uh, that that talked about how it you know it closes out that whole LOD storyline not storyline because that sounds bit dark but just just uh pulling up the the Wikipedia page here on Animal I didn't know this that that Road Warrior Animal birth name Joseph Michael Laura Nitus yeah he was he was in a tag team with John Laurinaitis oh. Back in the day. Uh, yeah, so uh, family member of Bria and Nikki Bella. Hmm. Yeah, through marriage, Ste- I guess. Stepniece is what it's saying. I, that yeah. uh, that grabbed my attention. So yeah, I forget what their name was. They were like Skater Bros or something like that. <laughs> I I forget. I forget what their whole gimmick was. It had something to do with like they were they were like uh, I don't want to call them like they weren't surfer bros. They were like skaters or something like that. And they, uh, I, I could probably find it on this page. I'll yeah, get back to you on that. Let's not worry about. It. Let, let's let's move on. Let's move on here. We're, we're taking up a lot of time here with this first match. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's move. Let's move on to the second match. We had a we had a beer and a half match for the Intercontinental Championship between Rocky Maivia and Savio Vega, and uh, well, the ending of this match was just so dumb. The Rock, well, Rocky Maivia gets thrown. Out to the outside, he made contact with Crush, who was part of the Nation of Domination at the time, who Savio Vega was part of that stable. And 
The, while the ref's back was turned, Crush hits him, and Savia Vega just lets Rocky get counted out. And Savia Vega wins the match, but does not win the title. He literally just stayed in the ring and watched him get counted out. It was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I don't know. It was it was just kind of dumb. I mean, if it wasn't for the... there the Post-match, Farouk ended up beating The Rock. Or, sorry, you saying the rock it's rocky my via at this point yeah he 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 got at least like four or five hits with his belt so we had four or five drinks with uh with his with his belt post match so that that's honestly what ended up bringing this up to a beer and a half i think before that it was about a beer maybe close to a beer and a quarter so the post match antics ended up getting this a beer and a half and we had probably the worst match of the night. Uh, Jesse James versus Rockabilly, a.k.a. Road Dog versus Billy Gunn before they were in DX. And this match only got half a beer. It was awful. Yeah, it was uh, the shortest match of the night as well. So, yeah. I mean, to be expected that it had less less beer associated Pretty much with drank it, but... for the entrances, the finisher, and some two counts. Yep. And that was it. Uh, we then had the WWF Championship on the line, Undertaker versus Mankind. We had two ref bumps in this match, a bunch of use of the environment drinks and for weapons. like, yeah, a bunch of chair shots, a bunch of like throwing them in the stairs, all the use of the environments, like for the uh, throwing them into the barricade and stuff like that, or using the barricade as like a weapon and stuff like that, uh, ends up making this a solid two beer match. Undertaker ends up picking up the win and rotating the WWF Championship, and I thought it was a it was a pretty good match. Like I I kind of looked down on a lot of the old wrestling, especially the eighties the eighties wrestling, like. I've I've gone back and watched a bunch of a bunch of the matches that people say are like these are some all time great WrestleMania matches and like the the Steamboat Savage and the the Warrior Savage match like they hold up but like there's a bunch of those matches in like those old eighties early nineties WrestleManias that like they just don't hold up to what I'm used to nowadays and like this Undertaker Mankind match. And even the and obviously the main event between Hart and Austin, these matches hold up to today's standards, and they were pretty good matches. Yeah. And the main event, we had Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the number one contender match for the WWF Championship. So this was supposed to go on before the WWF Championship match, but Owen Hart and British Bulldog were seen. Earlier in the night, and they jumped Austin, so Gorilla Monsoon ended up moving the match to the main event, Vice being the penultimate match. And we had ourselves a solid two-and-a-half-beer match. Obviously, best beer ratings match on the card. Austin ends up getting the win after Bret, Hart's, Bret Hart gets disqualified, which honestly kind of didn't make any sense to me. We had a ref bump. We had... A bunch of chair shots, a bunch of illegal weapon use directly in front of the ref's eyes. And then the ref decides to call a disqualification when someone interferes and uses a weapon, which 
I guess kind of makes sense, but like in the grand scheme of things, like when you've been using weapons the entire match, like yeah, well, it was a different ref. Was it? No, I don't think it, it was. was. Like I think it was the same ref, ref. wasn't it? No, this is, that was the Undertaker match that had two ref. Oh points. yeah, yeah. I'm, I uh, full disclosure, I had a Joe rough, fell asleep. I had a rough day at work, um, so by the time we got to uh, in your house 14 I was I was a little sleepy I uh, I was in and out throughout most of the matches but yeah sorry I'm a phony yeah sorry sorry for partying I guess yeah <laughs> except this wasn't really much partying for you but that that part didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me with all the chair shots and not getting DQ'd but then when Austin gets hit with a chair from behind uh, whether or not it was Owen Hart or British Bulldog that hit him, it doesn't really matter. That ends up being the line that should not be crossed per the referee. And, you know, it doesn't really matter to me because in, in the end, I think it was the right decision. Austin ends up becoming the number one contender. Goes on, I think he's going on to face Undertaker the next in your house, which I'm pretty sure he's going to lose because Austin's first... Title win is at WrestleMania 14, but you know what? I've seen crazier things. Changing yeah. changing history. Maybe that's what we'll do with this beer rating segment. Change history. But I doubt it. Yeah, and uh, that, that pretty much wraps up In Your House. So let's move on to the last segment here. We've got some... I have some rapid-fire questions for Joe here. I have four questions. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Joe. AEW Blood and Guts is next week. It's going to be the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. And it's going to be one of a few matches on the show. It's probably going to take up half the show. Uh, I had originally wrote that it was going to be the only match on the show, but they announced like three or four matches for next week now. Who do you have winning that match and why? Um. So before... Before we talked about this tonight, I had I was all in on Inner Circle winning the match. Uh, I think that Inner Circle has has an incredible crowd following. They've had it through their entirety of of their their life as a as a uh, a faction. Uh, but since they've turned face, you know the rest of the the rest of the AEW universe patent pending. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say that. Uh, Probably. Yeah, but the the rest of the uh, the AEW crowd has fully backed Chris Jericho and the rest of his faction. Uh, so I was all in on the inner circle, and and now uh, now I'm not so sure. You know, uh, Dill Dill talked about before how he he thinks that the heels are going to take the win, and that Chris Jericho or somebody else is going to actually die. Um. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm still gonna lean towards the inner circle, and I guess we'll see what happens next week. Luckily, my 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 championship's not on the on the line for this. Yeah, I mean it's not a pay per view, so we're not we're not making predictions. But I'm gonna take Pinnacle here, and this is not to just be different from you. I literally think I I do genuinely think that the Pinnacle is gonna win. I think if they don't win, then they're just not legitimized. I think they need to be legitimized by a by a big win, and what better way to do it in this match? All right, second question. Staying on the blood and guts topic, 
normally these war game style matches have like an MVP of the match. We had the, I want to say the, the first war games match back in 2017, I think. Um, who was it? It was, uh, it was Sanity. Oh yeah, Sanity. It was uh, Killian Dane. We also had Hansen when the Viking, when the War Raiders were in their, their uh, war games match. And then we also had Raquel Gonzalez this past year, who was awesome in her in the women's war games match. Who will be that person for this match? Wardlow. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's it's got to be Wardlow. Uh, you know he he's kind of uh, taken a backseat to to MJF through through their entire friendship and their time in the inner circle, and even now in the pineapple. Uh, yeah, I, I think that Wardlow is is a good wrestler, but more than anything, the big man, I won't say always, but the big man normally takes the the big MVP of the match kind of thing. So, yeah. so I'm I'm going with Wardlow. Jake Hager could be could be the shining star, but I, I don't he think that he doesn't need it. That's he thing. doesn't need it. I think that I think that Wardlow is going to yeah. get get a lot of screen time and, and take and maybe not take big bumps, but make big bumps. Yeah. I like like I said, like if you look at the the three people I mentioned, like Raquel Gonzalez, Hansen and Killian Dane, they're all big people with regards to their gender. I'm not calling Raquel Raquel Gonzalez a, a large person. She's large for women's wrestling, but Wardlow is one of the biggest men in this match up there with Jake Hager. And my prediction being that Pinnacle will win, I think that he will help. He he's going to be the main reason why they win. He'll be he'll end up being the MVP in my my opinion. Uh, third question here: In two weeks on AW Dynamite, John Moxley is going to face off against Yuji Nagata from New Japan on a on Dynamite, like I said, for Moxley's IWGP United States Championship. Now, with all of this quote unquote breaking down the forbidden door stuff, what are what's one matchup that you would like to see happen with any company outside of WWE? Um I even got a warning about this question, and it's still a tough question for me. the the big The big name in my head is because I I have enjoyed everything that he's done. Is Alistair Black versus anybody outside of WWE? Alistair Black facing someone outside of WWE. No, is that no. not the question? No, the question is like excluding WWE. Give me two people you'd like to see face off in any company. I wasn't ready for this. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so I'll let you think on this for a little bit. Mine is Will Ospreay. Ooh, good one. And Kenny Omega. Current IWGP heavyweight champion versus the current AEW world heavyweight champion. As well as AAA heavyweight champion and Impact world champion. It's just... You know, it's something that we haven't seen. Like, it'd be easy to say Okada Omega. It's something that, but that's something that we've all seen before. I'm, I've never seen an Omega and Osprey match. 
and they're two of my favorite wrestlers. O- Osprey was and probably still is one of my favorite wrestlers out there right now. I just don't get to see New Japan all that much other than when they do big shows. So in my opinion, I that's that's the one I'd like to see the most. Um, no, I haven't seen in a while, and I'd like to see him. Is Marty Skrull? I don't. Well, what company is he with right now? Ring of Honor. He's with ROH. Yeah. yeah so he I kind of had some like I think sexual allegations against him. Ooh. So I think that's uh that that's so kind he's of probably going to stay why you haven't me, seen him in yeah. a while. Pretty sure it's sexual allegations or like sexual harassment allegations. So well, that sucks because I really liked him. I liked his whole. Uh, I I liked his the villain persona and his uh, what is it, uh, V for Vendetta vibe with that. Yeah. Uh, so that sucks. But also, if if he does have sexual allegations against him, fuck you, Marty's girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I take it back. I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, who would you like to see him face? Let's at least stick with Marty Skrull. And you know what? Well, you know, we have that. And you know what? We have that. You said fuck you. So you know what? Hey, it's fine. We're, we know that you're not advocating sexual assault anymore. All right. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Mark, if that is what he did. Yeah. I honestly don't remember. We'll, we'll go ahead and throw in that allegedly for legal purposes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Marty Skrull, um, I'd like to see him go off, get, go off against uh, s- some of the elite. Maybe Hangman Adam Page, uh, if Ooh. if he's gonna play that play the heel, because uh, he I you know he's been that heel for so long, and I guess a heel in real life even. Uh, but yeah, and if he's if he's a face now, I I think that he could put on a good match against. Uh, anybody else in the elite as well so marty Skrull versus the elite but mostly hangman i think would put on a good match with him okay yeah uh as part of the speaking out movement Skrull was accused by a woman of sexually abusing her five years prior when she was 16 years old and intoxicated Skrull admitted the incident took place but insisted it was consensual <sighs> yeah yep well Moving on. Last question. That, hold on, uh, hold on. Ooh, nice. Nice. Last question. There has... finally. I'm finally moving away from the AEW questions. There's been a lot of talk that WWE will soon announce the location of SummerSlam. And that it will have fans in attendance. Where would you like to see it held? Uh, so... My mind's going immediately to one of the big cities, uh, whether it be... I don't think it should be in Florida, but... Florida's a state. Well, I understand that Florida's a state, but I don't think that it should be in one of the big cities in Florida because Florida's had pretty much monopoly on North American wrestling for the entirety of the pandemic. Uh, so, I, you know, if it if it came back to New York... Uh, I think that'd be cool. So are you thinking like MSG or are you thinking like Yankee well, Stadium? MSG is an indoor arena or arena. arena. Yankee Stadium uh, or the wherever the Mets play. City Field. City Field. Uh, yeah. Um, if they if they want to go back to 
New Jersey and uh, play at what is it Meadow Meadow Meadowlands Meadowlands uh, what the hell is it called MetLife Met, yeah MetLife I don't know if they could sell out eighty thousand for, for Summer SummerSlam Slam? Uh, yeah I, I don't guess know r- right after that. a pandemic like people are still going to be nerd. I feel like it'd be more like a, I I kind of agree with you here I I think it should be New York City because mostly that's like kind of where WWE started. Yeah. If it's not going to be MSG, which is, I think, I think indoor, like you said, is a bad idea for your first show back. I think it should be Yankee Stadium or City Field. Yeah, I think that that would be cool. Uh, the only know, other the, the thing is, it's it's during the season. Uh, so. Yeah, they. I think. Well, I think when you have the option of those two stadiums, I think you'll find a spot. Yeah. For one of for the day that you want to do SummerSlam. Yeah. The only other places that I've seen online that people are talking about is boston and phoenix Ooh, or vegas whoa vegas yeah fucking uh where <laughs> i don't know raiders the raiders stadium i think is all indoors it, yeah it, it's pro- it's probably indoors so maybe vegas isn't the best one uh they also have the t-mobile arena out there right yeah t-mobile arena is also in in vegas wwe's done shows there but that's also an in an indoor stadium so maybe we stay away from there uh, because I'm pretty sure they have mostly indoor yeah, stadiums. Yeah, just let the UFC do whatever they want over there for um, for now. Yeah, where do they do the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> ride Kentucky out on Downs. some yeah, ride out on some horses. That'd be pretty fun. I'm pretty sure they do it in Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably it's, it's Kentucky Downs. Yeah, that horse track. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we've seen a WWE show on a on a. On They've a, definitely done shows in Louisville, but yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna do it there. Derby's on my mind. I, I I heard I was listening to the radio on the morning and this morning, and they were talking about the Derby. Uh, so it's it's on my mind. So that's the only. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm currently retired from gambling. Uh, outside of the NFL season, but you know what? I'm gonna be looking hard at uh at horses at horse at horsies this weekend. Yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe uh I'll, yeah maybe, maybe i'll maybe i'll sneak a yeah my money is on sneak a little bit of money in there my money's on uh lay me down or hung low one of those two horses are those actually horses in the race mm, probably not what <laughs> uh yeah no i was i was going for a joke i don't think it hit it's fine it definitely hit but i thought you were being serious <laughs> That's the thing. It's like I, I did not. I honestly did not realize you were joking. I was like, people name their horses that. Yeah, horses. I, horses. I really thought those were going to be the horses. Horses have crazy names. They do. <laughs> they do. They do. Holy shit! All right. Well, let's close it out. That is that is today's show. So thank you for joining us. Next week we're gonna have our beer ratings of In Your House fifteen. A cold day in hell. Pretty sure that's where Stone Cold faces the Undertaker for the WWF Championship. So that should be a pretty good match. So go ahead and watch that prior to listening to next week's show and drink along with us. If you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. And you're going to see as soon as new episodes drop. And you know what? Go ahead and tell at least one of your friends about the Drunk Dudes. Help us grow the show. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about